Hey everybody, and welcome back to another Trekyards podcast. I'm your host, or one of the hosts, Captain Foley. And and I'm, I'm joined, of course, by... Commander Cocking is the other one of the hosts, as you said. We're co-hosts. Yes. That's what it is. Yes. <laughs> well done, Stuart. So welcome back, guys. Um, today Happy we're Sunday. Gonna... Hmm? Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. Merry Sunday. No? I don't know. Uh, today we're going to focus on something very Star Trek. Yes. We are going to be looking at, um, or discussing, Star Trek PC games. Mm-hmm. So there's been a lot of the good ones over the years, yes. and we just kind of want to touch on each one a little bit, trying to get into what we liked about it, what we didn't like. And uh, try to cover most of them. We're probably gonna, we're definitely going to miss some. Most of them, yeah, we, mm, yeah. So we started in 1967 with the no. So <laughs> uh, some of them might require their own episodes down the road, but I mean, we're just going to kind of give you a, our views of what we like the best about some of these games. So I'm sorry about my earbuds; they keep coming out. It's really annoying. So I'm going to do that a lot. But yeah, we've got a lot of a lot of games. We've actually got a lot of them with us, which is cool because we. I like physical media. Uh, I like still having the boxes because I mean, you can't read. You know, you can't. You, once once these are all gone, you can't find them again. So it's worth mm-hmm. a little bit of space on your bookshelf, as it were. And who knew, Ironic, who knew? Ironically enough, most of these games I have the original cardboard boxes for. Yeah, I. Yeah, they're all in watch. storage actually right now. They take up a lot of room, which is annoying. But I keep them because yeah. I mean, who needs a copy of you know Shakespeare's Edward the, uh, uh, Henry V? I mean, you know, I'm on a one, you. Know. Yeah. You never know. In five hundred years, they may be worth something. Exactly. Well, what's it now to us? Anyway, so what is the first game we want? We were going to look at. Now? You're going to. We're going to alternate. So, we're going to pick one first. We'll just discuss it. And we'll just keep going through them and and share some memories. Share what we thought, um, because we've got a lot of years of experience with these games. I think it's fair to say some of them more than others, obviously, and just have a little discussion about them. Well, let's have let's start the first one with uh, Star Trek Judgment Rights. Okay. Which yes. is one of the early ones. I mean, one of the first ones that I really enjoyed playing because it had the original cast. Um, voices, which is nice. Yeah, the first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it had the first kind of combat simulator, and it was very episode-like. Mm-hmm. It very captured the feel of a Star, Star Trek episode. There's like seven episodes in the game, or missions, whatever you want to call them. So it was one of the first ones that re- I really hooked onto and loved. And the graphics were good for the time, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, pixely. Yeah, I was trying to think back to what was my first game, and I thought it was <clears throat> Starfleet Command 1, but actually, I think, no, you're right. I think it was Judgment Rights. Because mm-hmm. I, I remember playing this on Windows 95, because it worked on those, and that's obviously, you know, mm-hmm. seven iterations ago, whatever. And I remember it was an incredible game. Th- just the voice cast itself was incredible to actually have them, because, it, it, I mean, that makes it feel more real, like that. You can't get anything better than that. Um, the graphics, I thought, were pretty damn good. I mean, it looked like what it should look like. Although, mm-hmm. now looking at some pictures, the view screen is bloody huge. <laughs> completely <laughs> wrongly portrayed. Well, the whole bridge, I guess, actually looks wrong. Yeah, the bridge is completely wrong, which always bugged me, but I've, huh. I always wanted something that looked a lot better. Well, the bottom like, bits are right. But, um, yeah, no, I love the space combat, because it was genuine, like, space combat. You could rotate and follow mm-hmm. the fighter players five phases. Like, it was pretty, pretty good. I mean, there wasn't, it wasn't on rails. It wasn't really limited. You know, you got shields. It was, my only problem with it is that, is that I played only up, to maybe the second mission because I couldn't work it out because I was so young, so I had to stop playing. So I've never played. <laughs> I just played the same two missions over and over again, but I loved them and I loved it. I think I did the same thing. I don't. Was... I don't remember really enjoy. I don't like puzzle games really. No. Um, I prefer more of like the space combat or the shooters. But uh, yeah, I remember watching the intro to that with those awesome graphics that I just loved yeah. so many times because it was just awesome. Yeah. And I see a picture. There's actually a tug in one of them. That's cool. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. But it was just very, very good game, very fun. 
Um, but like I say, it's a point and click. So like if you, I, I try and always try to remember like, so where do I point and click? I okay, click the entire screen. So I <laughs> scan every point. I don't know. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't made obvious enough, but for those two levels, it was amazing and definitely felt like an episode, like you say. Um, I think the intro was a, another Connie coming back from through time and getting blown up. I think that was. Yes. yes which, is, like that. which is great because that was a regular story in Trek games. And <laughs> it's nice. They TOS'd it already. Um, yeah. I actually have somewhere, the, I have the 25th anniversary edition of the yeah. game. comes in a nice black box. You get yes, a collector's we pen. As well. And you also get a VHS copy of, um, I can't remember which episode. <laughs> oh, Stuart, that's depressing. It was released in 1993. I know, and I bought it brand and, new. And that's my year of birth, so... Uh, oh my god, dude. So, uh, I probably played it pretty young. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that yeah. game is literally as old as I am. Those graphics, that is that is the prime of my, That is my youth graphics, apparently. That's my... Mm-hmm. But yeah, fun, fun game. <laughs> yeah. Alright, so that's... God. We've basically touched on that. We're going to get into the ones we love a little bit more, but... What is your choice for the next game to talk about? Well, uh, I guess we're sort of going in vaguely time order. Um, I want to talk about the uh, Interplay. I think they're called the Interplay games. So, uh, Star Fleet Academy, Klingon Academy. What a games they were. Seriously. I mean, they were, as a guy who does video production, I mean, not only getting the original cast from those, from the movies, which is incredible in itself, but to have those amazing green screen sets, which let them ha- be on the bridge of all these, well, be on all these different sets. And for the time, pretty, pretty great. And even now, like, it's not far off acceptable, which is hell impressive for a, a PC game back in, you know, the the, the uh, 90s. Um, but I love the idea of of, of uh, uh, Academy and just having Kirk and having Sulu and Chekhov was amazing. And Klingon Academy, now I've, I've only played Stuff Academy a little bit, I've got to be honest, um, but I've watched part of it. And Klingon Academy, I actually watched the entire, like, three-hour movie of it, mm-hmm. the equivalent. Mm-hmm. I've got to say that story is is amazing, and just seeing um, Chang at his prime beforehand, you know, back in the makeup, really develop him a bit more yeah. is amazing. And seeing how he loses his eye in the intro cutscene, and it, it and, and Gorkon is just really excellent stuff, and definitely worth plays. And and uh, now Starfleet Academy is available on Steam, which is awesome. Yeah, um, and it's cool because I actually have the original Starfleet Academy. Yeah game still with the fold out with the like seven <laughs> discs or whatever and i have the little known about starfleet academy checkoffs lost missions which included seven new missions and two new net games Ooh, there's more more checkoff and sulu in this one not so much kirk but it was it was great seeing kirk and all them back in their back in their roles which was amazing so what's interesting about uh, Star Trek Academy, that was actually made after Star Trek 6 and after Star Trek Generations. It was made in 1997, Generations mm-hmm. was 1994. So this was Kirk beyond his last appearance. And obviously it's uh, Sue and Chekhov, and this is like, okay, it's Kirk at his biggest. But that might have been their last main performance. Yeah. Which I think is incredible, and they all willingly dawned like that. I mean, for William Shatner to say, yes, I'll come back and do a video game, I think that's pretty good of them, uh, and all of them to come back because it's it's a great game, but it's a video yeah, and game. Yeah, what a video game! I mean, the cutscenes were amazing. Mm-hmm. Like I said, we get to see all those characters again, and uh, it carries on their their character as far as uh, in canon goes, which is amazing. Mm. And um, yeah, it was just great seeing them back in the roles. Always I mean, good to see Ch- uh, Sulu as captain. Always good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, what is your next pick? Oh, well, I'm not finished. Done talking about that yet. 
Uh, so one of my favorite things about uh, Starfleet Academy was, of course, the combat simulation, which mm -hmm. was amazing. I mean, to be able to sit basically in the captain's chair and see the helm helmless people in front of you in the view screen and then be able to turn to the side and go to each console mm -hmm. and then see each console on screen with you can adjust the different power settings and whatnot. Was like very cool. Bridge Commander. Exactly. Uh, early Bridge Commander. Um, but, I mean, it's my favorite Alcars displays mm -hmm. back then, the movie era. So, I mean, to see those on my screen... I was just in love with that game. I would just mess around with combat. With combat, I wouldn't really play the game too much because a lot of the missions are kind of difficult, to be honest. Mm, I have heard that, yeah. I don't even think I ever played any of the Chekhov's Lost missions. I don't know. So I stayed <laughs> lost. Yes, yes, they did. But I had to own it. It's just one of those things I had to yeah. get. And now I can't even use it because it won't install on my machine. I do have Starfleet Academy on here because I downloaded it. Steam does work, yes. Yes. Um, Klingon Academy, not yet, but I'm hoping they will at some point because I'd like to actually play that one. Yeah, and they also don't have the Chekhov's Lost missions to add on yet, but hopefully down the road they will. So, yeah, anyway, so next game. All right. Okay, like I said earlier, I love first person shooters and I love si combat simulations, but I got to mention one because I don't want it to get lost in the shuffle. Star Trek Pinball! That too is awesome. <laughs> um, it's one that I played actually quite a bit and I actually finished the game which back then was kind of interesting mm -hmm. for me, was uh, Star Trek The Next Generation of Final Unity, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which was going back to like the judgment rights uh, type of gameplay. It was the next generation of judgment rights. <laughs> it was indeed, yes. Pretty good graphics, mm -hmm. uh, awesome yeah. cutscenes, and it was a fun play for sure. Yeah, Final Unity, absolutely. Uh, that was another one I played, I think, around the same time, ironically, um, as the judgment rights. Yeah, we had that on CD. Um Again, couldn't get very far in it, <laughs> but it was very cool. Um, I actually watched some gameplay of that uh, the other day, and it's interesting to hear the how bad the audio for the uh, voiceovers are, because they're super compressed, because it's obviously a really old game, so it's like, oh, can't really use those uh, anything. But it's, it's, again, really fun to see them all. It was a great reproduction of everything. I mean, I assume you remember like, the first mission... You know, you'd warp places, and you'd actually see warp streaks on the, on the, on the view screen, and then you talk to your people... So there was transit, and then you could go to different rooms, sort of, you know, statically, different rooms, but that was really fun. Um, and you beamed in, transport effects looked great, and you could, yeah, it was it was, it was a lot of fun. I remember the, yeah, I remember I, I stopped a uh, air conduit, something that got me to save a person, and that was all I did pretty much in the game. Oh, I should really download these and play them again on Windows 7. Hmm. Mm, indeed. Yeah, like I said, this is one of the games I actually completed. It took me quite a while, but... Mm. I had to. I probably had to use a walkthrough. I tend to do that a lot when I get frustrated. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. I mean, it does. It's cheating, but whatever. It, you know, you want to experience the game, so mm -hmm. it gets you over those rough spots. But no, this is one of those ones I wanted to mention early on because I wanted, like Judgment Rights, it kind of encapsulates the feel of the whole Star Trek environment yep. and like viewing experience because you get it's like an episode, but it's an interactive episode, so it's really fun. Not. My first choice for Star Trek games, like I said, no. I prefer the simulations a lot better. So yep. we're going to get into those a little bit more and talk, you know, get kind of in-depth with those. But yep. I just want to mention these early, get them out of the way, because they are worth mentioning. If you haven't oh, checked them absolutely. out, definitely do, definitely do. Well, it said that, I mean, an episode is what you really should strive for in terms of a narrative content. So simulator can be fine just for keep playing it, but I think we all want something narrative. Um, so, you know, if Telltale, who does The Walking Dead, does the Minecraft new one, who does... Uh, Borderlands, all those point-and-click adventures, well, that these are the precursor to those, you know, in essence. Um, so imagine if we had Star Trek TNG new ones. 
that'd be great. I mean, you could do some amazing graphics and, you know, I think that would be really fun to see some Star Trek stories. Get on that Telltale. Cool. Um, well, I'm going to go, I'm going to, I guess, skip forward a couple of years and talk about one of the first games I played, which I already mentioned, but Starfleet Command 1. Um, this is funny, because I remember, I remember the story the exact day I bought this, because I was, um, this is 1999, so I must have bought it maybe 2000, 2001, maybe? I remember I went to a shop that was basically like a DIY shop. Mm-hmm. Oh, you've got like a binder. This is the... Uh big instruction manual that came with the original oh, wow. box version <laughs> and i also have the starfleet command strategy guide which oh wow that's cool yeah anyway continue your story about how you got this yeah it was like a diy store um you know hammers and stuff if you know diys um and they had a bargain bin of just video games like you always thought of them as just cheap like side Games that weren't made by big manufacturers, and I sort of had a look like, oh my god, it's a Trek game. It's probably going to be quite rubbish because it's in a bin thing, just because it was old, I guess. So I bought it. I love the artwork. I think it was a really pretty artwork. Got it home, played it. I was like, wow, this is really good. Um, yeah, the really fun game. I love the I love the um, mechanics. You know, you click to each side and you turn, which is pretty simple, and you could see how far. And then if your shields around you and the firing arcs, um, a lot of fun. Introduced me to plasma torpedoes, which. I can relate to you in 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 Star Trek uh, faster taught terms. It's not ever represented in the show, but this is how it roughly is. So I understand all that jazz, and I love some of the alien races. You know, having the uh, oh god, I think the it's the Lyrans, uh, the Lyrans, have... the Hydrans, the Konzinti, Konzinti, yeah, Konzinti, uh, yeah. <laughs> but no, I love having the um the ones where you have a, a circle around your ship and you go in, you go in close and you activate it and it causes damage to their shields. I always love that ability because I, I would always like put that like three of them on or something i'd always like go in and, and destroy mm-hmm. a ship it's a lot of fun yeah. well this was this was one of my favorite games because like, mm-hmm. it's based on starfleet battles it's the same rules same See? everything same races same weapons just it's kind of upgraded to the, like the motion picture era mm-hmm. whereas original starfleet battles was tos so i absolutely love this game me and my brother had been playing starfleet battles for years and we'd always said it'd be cool if we could computerize this game and make it so that you know it did things automatically when you adjusted things because the gameplay on Starfleet Battles just takes so freaking long, but it's so fun. So when this came out, we absolutely loved it. We were all over it. I still have my original cheat sheets, flight controls, target targeting and weaponry controls, and command con- command controls. So I mean. I've got everything original for this game because it was like my favorite game uh, for a long, long time until another one came out, which we'll talk a little bit later. But yeah, a lot yeah. of fun. Uh, not much wrong with it, really. Honestly, it's a very solid game. Yeah, the graphics aren't the best, but I mean, for the time, they were good. Like, well, I mean, none of these games are graphics good compared to now. I mean, and if that's not really the question anymore, they were excellent for the time. And I played it, I was like, oh, that's like Connie, sweet. Mm. <laughs> And I love that this incorporated, like you said, plasma torpedoes. You mm-hmm. had drones. You had Didn't use pulsar drones. devices. You had pulsar. different weapons for ECM, each base. which was interesting. The ECM. Yeah, that was yeah, a whole like, new thing. Electronic countermeasures and electronic counter countermeasures, which is a very old concept, but yeah. which is something that in modern military is actually something they use, and it's something that is used all the time and stuff. Like Although that. cloak is very ineffective in this game, it's not really worth doing much. And the Klingon ships are, are not very powerful. I think I remember the Bird of Prey being pretty awful. Because they only have forward-firing weapons, and because everyone keeps turning, they're not as effective. That's why phases are good, because you can keep shooting and be very close. That's why I love the 
like I say, the ones where you get in a small circle and it attacks and it hits their shield because then you just fly into them and then round them. Just, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, so definitely a fun game, and it was cool to see the other races mm. brought to life. We should do some of those ships on Tracheos, Strip. Fun. Absolutely, I want to. Anyway, what is your next pick, Strip? Well, my next pick, because we just talked about that one, would be Starfleet Command Volume 2. Empire's okay, nothing War. to contribute towards. <laughs> okay, well, it's exactly the same game, but with better graphics, a uh, few new races, and improved um, improved controls, sim more simplified controls. Oh. Yeah. Um, it's definitely worth a look. This is my favorite Star Trek game of all time, bar none. Uh, and when you get uh, into the mods and stuff where you can do multi-era, you can actually do Starfleet Battleships specifically, uh, TNG ships, anything. So it's amazing. This is the one you didn't play, you said, but you need to play it. It's better than even Starfleet Command Volume 3. Starfleet Command Volume 3 simplifies things even more and makes it less fun, especially if you're a Starfleet Battles fan. Nope. I can understand why if you're not a Starfleet Battles fan, you might like Starfleet Command Volume 3 more. But I got to say, number two is where it's at. I prefer... TNG or ships to play with because they have more weapons and more dynamic stuff uh, in, gen in general. It's your, it's your era, right? Well, no, they do more interesting things. Nah, no, they don't. You, they, they do. No, no they, they don't. They, they, they do. No, no, they don't. Well, they do, though. <laughs> anyway. anyway. Uh, yeah, so this, this game has the Andromedans, the Interstellar Concordium, uh, a bunch of other races, which have awesome weapons like the plasmatic pulsar devices and things like that. So... And when, like, when you get into the mods, you can get so much more stuff, so much better ships, newer ships, like you said, next generation ships, um, and different races and stuff too. So, I mean, it's it's ultimately cool game. And the cutscenes for the campaign are incredible. The, inc the campaign is so fun to play in this one. Hmm. I remember playing it multiple, multiple times. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and my brother and I would uh, call each other with our modems and play <laughs> online against each other. He lived in Kitchener, and I lived in uh, Shakespeare, which is about 45 minutes mm. away. So, fun. That was fun to do at the time. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So my uh, my next pick is gonna take us take us to a whole different realm with Star Trek Elite Force One, mm. the Raven game. Now, Raven is a great developer. Um, this I think is a well, hmm, it's probably one of the best Star Trek games ever made. I think. Now that might you might say, oh my god, Samuel, what are you doing? It's a first-person shooter. Yes, but that's just a game mechanic to help get you through the story, mm. and also the characters, and also the the, the you know there's other elements. Just because you're shooting guns, I mean, look at how many space battles there are in Star Trek. Quite a few. Look how many fa phaser fights. Less, but quite a few. You know, it's not something that doesn't happen. And the premise of this game is that you know you're you are the um what was it called the Delta? No Delta Squad? No. Uh, oh my god. Hazard team. Hazard team. Yes, the Hazard team. Yeah. So you are the one team that deals with hostile situations. Makes sense. Um, I like You're the that. Mako before there was Mako. There you go, exactly. Um, and it's great because it's on Voyager. I love Voyager. Uh, they have the entire Voyager cast, voice cast, which is incredible. I mean, that's the, you know, the, entire, the only game to do that for that era, which is awesome. You get to walk around a lot of Voyager, especially with the expansion pack. You get to walk around all of Voyager, which is always fun. Um, you know, the first level is against the Borg, sort of. Wow, I mean, they, you know... And actually, they actually them justice. You know, they have they actually adapt to weapons. So every weapon you use gets less and less effective. And if you use cheats straight away, you get all the different guns. But even the most powerful weapons in the game become ineffective. Like I love that great programming. And you know, uh, the story is uh, Voyager gets trapped by a cool 
enemy uh, gets transported to an alternate or a, a part of space and gets disabled. Cutscenes are absolutely amazing. The graphics are really excellent for this. And then you have to escape, but you come across some incredible locations, some incredible levels, um, incredible enemies, really creative stuff with the entire voice cast, with all the Federation weapons that we know, really fun alien ones. You get to go on, on a Terran Empire uh, Constitution class. Mm -hmm. That was launch. one of my favorite moments because it's a TOS Connie and just to explore one was amazing. It's really cool. I mean, that's a great excuse to fight them. You get to cling on better prey. You get to go on a Melon uh, freighter. Uh, it's just everything about it is excellent. The multiplayer is good and the AI is decent. It's just really fun. You know, and the story is great. So that that's my sell. Go pick it up now at your local GameStop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was a fun game. It was it had a lot of replayability for me. Hmm. Um, I could, I could, I could play it again and again and again. I actually, we might as well just talk about Voyager Elite Force Two in the same bundle here, because um, I actually have that for my PS2, which uh, every now and then I'll throw in and play, because uh, actually Elite Force is the one I have for the PS2. Elite Force Two I had for the computer, okay. um, which had better graphics and you were on Enterprise E, mm -hmm. but. Story mode, like you said, wasn't as good or as. Well, I didn't say that in this episode, but I do think that. I know. So, well, you said it earlier to me. That's what I, I was talking about. So. Yeah. I, so, Leaf Force Two came out. I think like three or four years later, graphics were far improved. Enterprise E, which was always fun, you got the voice cast of Picard and Worf and uh, Tim Russ uh, Tuvok, which was great, and it was great to walk around the Enterprise E because that was something that was barely seen in the movies, really. So it was great to be able to walk around that. But the story was really dull and not original this was very star trek that one wasn't very star trek this is that's why this one feels to me like a star trek story still very exploration-y although the weapons i think were really good in elite force 2 the uh, mm -hmm. upgrades mm -hmm. of the federation tech was pretty was pretty cool the designs now you said you've uh, you got a mod for elite force yeah so elite force elite 1 is is one of the best modded games i think because it's a first, again take out the first person shooter element which is you say what are you doing it is a first person shooter Oh god, it doesn't work on Windows 3.1, but it does work on 9598 Me XP in 2000. Damn it! Anyone still got 3.1? You're out of luck, guys. Sorry. No, it's modded. Yeah. Um, because I, I don't I don't play this game as a shooter anymore. I could, and I probably should, but I don't. I play it as a museum game because amazing people out there like you and you and you, or probably not you, it's an old game, built levels, full interactive levels of all the different uh, ships. So you get to walk around the E in this. You get to walk around Defiant. Uh, Galaxy Class, uh, Klingon Battle Parade, uh, 71 Connie, all these different maps you get to walk around and just experience. And as someone who loves these sets, that's far more interesting than going around shooting, is just to be able to walk around and, and enjoy. It's, it's a museum, isn't it? It's looking through these amazing things. So that, that's why probably one of the best modded games, just because you get so much Star Trek out of it. Yeah. Sounds like I need to get that the mod for that and actually well, try it's, it it's, out. It's not a mod, it's like a bajillion single maps you have to put in, but yeah. Well, I, I would love to try that because well, there I think is that actually something... a mod for it technically, but yeah, it's um yeah, it didn't used to be and then it updated, but yeah, yeah, it's something that's really <clears> in my alley. I love exploring starships and stuff, especially the old TOS stuff. So that'd be awesome. Yeah, you get to go in the bowling alley and stuff. That one. Can you bowl? Too old for that. Oh. It's a really old game. There's nothing actually movable, but it's a uh, walk around it. And I gotta say, the cheats. This is when cheats still existed, and so you know, be able to go yeah. uh, no clipping through everything was great. We could skip parts of the level. You could be unseeable. You could be uh, give all weapons. I loved going you know, the first level and having all the weapons and the, the micro photon torpedo launcher was just amazing and really fun just to annihilate through some of the early levels. Like, yep, I got the most powerful weapons in the game. Pew, pew, pew. 
pew 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 Pretty federation much. yeah <laughs> cool yeah that was fun all right cool so now let's move on to hmm let's try star trek armada which one well we'll talk about both of them at the same in the same spin okay Star Trek Armada was one of my absolute favorite games. Star Trek Armada 2 is oh, obviously better, and I like it better. better box art as well. Yeah. It's like um, Starfleet Command Volume 2 for me. The second volume of each of these games is far superior, and I almost don't want to play the first one anymore because of that. So Yeah, it, it doesn't age as well, Armada 1. Armada 2 ages very well. Armada 1, not so much. Yeah, the, uh, the campaigns I found very fun. Yes. I actually enjoyed both of them. Um, this is the sort of I mean Star Trek is a sort of universe where now yes obviously combat is not about Star Trek is not about combat but the way it the amount of ships and the amount of races lends itself perfectly to this sort of style of game so in, in both games you get campaigns with multiple races which is incredible the first I believe you get Klingon and Federation and Romulan I don't know if you get, I can't remember if you get yeah I think you get the Romulan in the first one yes yeah, one of the best things about this game uh, in particular is that you can play three campaigns the Federation Klingon and then Borg, which is awesome because Borg is heroes. Crazy. Um, but in the multiplayer, yeah. you can play as then the Kalassian, the Romulans, and yeah, so they're all, all, all six, which is amazing. Oh, the Species 8472, which was a hell of a yeah. hell of a thing. I've got some also got some fun stories about this, but I'll let you let me say what you think more of it. Well, both of those games I played the campaign all the way to the end. It's just those yeah. are my oh, yeah. those are my kind of games. Mm-hmm. I love those. They're much more interesting to me than like Final Unity or Judgment Rights. Mm. I don't like and the really stories. Are pretty games. good. Like the stories weren't bad. Yeah, they're fun to see. Uh, I gotta say though, I've got <laughs> yeah, I've got one of the mods for Armada Two mm-hmm. called Fleet Operations, where it ups the graphics, it ups the sound effects, and it kind of gets rid of the silly kind of weapons. Oh, I like those they weapons. Have... I like I the chain too. reaction I, pulsar. I know the chain reaction pulsar is awesome, dude. Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's unrealistic and not really Star Trek. Oh, tish. Like the Corbomite shield or whatever it's called for the sovereigns. I mean, that's cool. It bounces everything back at the other at the player that fired it. I thought it was very creative. Oh, absolutely, it is. But you never see those. So I mean, fleet operations makes. The oh yeah, weapons... you never see it. Makes it a thing. Yeah, you and Mister Faster ships over there stuff. Hey now, Starfleet font. <laughs> You be quiet. Um, but uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, the graphics get ramped up. The sound gets ramped up, and it's more realistic. Change though. You lose a lot of the ships that we like, and it gives us loads of odd ships. And I, I, I like playing cannon ships. I don't necessarily like playing yeah. side cannon. Yeah, and the they... thing with fleet operations, so you can't play Cardassians or yeah. 8472. It's the Borg, Federation, Romulans, Klingon, and they... Yeah. Think that's it for fleet operations? I think I Dominion might be one as well. I think. Dominion. Oh yes, yes, the Dominion is one. You're, yeah. you're right. Yeah. It's a fun mod, uh, but I do quite like the vanilla game. Now I, I've got some, like I said, got some funny stories about this game because this game I remember specifically. Obviously, it's an old game still now. Um, 2001. So yeah, I mean, I was pretty, pretty young. Well, not young, but you know, I was younger. And I remember I had a family friend who we'd known my entire life, and he had this game, and so every time I went to his house, like. For England, an hour and a half away is quite a long. It's quite a long way. That's a long old trip. We went to see them. We'd always play that, and so I, and he was the first person to show me this game. I was like, "Oh my god, that's incredible!" Load up Species Eight Four Seven Two. I'm like, "Oh my god, this is a whole new world." 
Um, so that was incredible. A whole new world. A fate four seven two. It's gonna kill you. Um, but yeah, that's that was incredible. And then I wanted to get it, but uh, in those days, and I think it's still a lot of the time now, a lot of these games are kind of rare and expensive. So I remember yep. this game was like £38, which was like $70 on, on Amazon at the time. It's still like $70 if you look for it on eBay and stuff, because yeah. it's got such replayability that it hasn't really gone out of fashion. It's not like you can find it in a $5 or $10 like game. So I think it's just the rarity, really. But yeah, so that was a bit of a bit of a thing um so that would just put because obviously when you're young you haven't got any money and you can you know ask parents to buy that so what i did is actually found this and this this was like a godsend for me this is the action pack um which I thought was incredible it has a model one a model two elite force and elite force uh expansion pack which added the complete go around voyager um and it had a model two which was like this was the one that gave me it and i had it for a couple of years and then out of nowhere the disc snapped Oh no! And it's like, oh, for God's sake! So I have this amazing collection, and the one game that's rare because Armada is easy to find. Armada one's really easy to find. Elite Force one's really easy to find. The other two are not. It's like, oh. <laughs> so I went ahead and bought one like a couple of years later because I had to have one. Um, but yeah. this, this this was my this was my yay, and it broke. Um, but I'm just, I awesome. I still keep this box. I think it's awesome artwork and stuff. Oh, Armada two, lot of fun, great campaign, really fun. I think one of the worst parts of is the Defiant. The balancing for the ships is very strange. The Defiant is like the one of the weakest ships, which makes no sense just because it's small size. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you go down the list, you know, combat ships, you've got the Venture class Scout. Yeah, sure, obviously. Uh, Iwo Jima, whatever. A, a, a Gian class, which is a support ship. Then you've got Defiant. Then you've got Saber class, one above the Defiant. Like, the Defiant should be a, a battleship, or at least a cruiser. Then you've got Steamrunner, Akira, Intrepid, Nebula. Yeah. I mean, come on, Defiant versus Intrepid. It, you're probably going to win. You know, it doesn't matter about the shields. Weapons are... Pretty evenly matched, I'd say, those two. Yeah, the Quantums. Quantums makes the difference. Well, that's true. That is true, yes. But in the game, I didn't know for a fact you didn't have Quantums on that thing. Yeah, no, only the E did, I believe, or Sovereigns yeah. did, which was yep. part of the gameplay mechanic. I love the different um, space stations as well, and they had to really develop a lot of new stuff, because, you know, six races all had to have the same basic stuff. I love mm -hmm. some of the, the Klingon ships that they added, um, the Fekla, the Kural class, one of the Fauna cells, which is in um, which is in Klingon Academy, which is mm -hmm. great. I definitely want to do one of those at some point. And the uh, Jain class, which is the Shockwave Weapon ship, which is a cool kamikaze ship. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of fun to play. You know what they really need in games like this, like Armada 2 and Starfleet yeah. Command, whatever? They need to include the Tholians. Because I would love to play as the Tholians. I think that'd be amazing. I can't tell if you're being serious right now or not. Is there a no, I'm, I am oh. being serious. <laughs> I love the Tholians. I think they're amazing. Yeah. I think it would be really cool to see what kind of ships they have yeah. and what kind of weapons technology they well, would have. I mean, if only you know, there's a modder out there back then who would have done like every race one at a time and just brought them all in. Can you imagine like a, a twenty, a twenty-six race mod? I would love it. I would yeah. absolutely get that for sure. I gotta say, my favorite thing about this game probably is the tactical fusion Borg cubes. <laughs> yeah. Which I've mentioned a few times. So I love the concept of four ball cubes putting together and just combining just the, how powerful they are. And tactical fusion cubes. Wasn't it eight cubes that went together? Uh, yes. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Two by two by two. Because um, otherwise the... you just have like a wall. Yeah. Of a cube. <laughs> tactical tactical fusion cube. Uh, the most powerful weapon in the collective. The tactical fusion cube is the more powerful version of the fusion cube. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Also really cool in Armada Two at the uh, the opening cutscene was where the those 
Borg, um, like they look like pyramids almost. They yeah, turn they... towards the planet. Yes. And like there was five or six of them, and they would hit the planet with this ray and mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. wipe that's, up the planet. That's matter simulation. That was a, that was cool to see because I mean you can't send. How long would it take to send hundreds of drones or millions of drones down just one by one assimilating? So it made sense to do it. It's pretty, mm. you know, it's pretty scary uh, device. So they should have was... had that in, in uh, First Contact. It would have made for a quicker movie. Well, <laughs> mm. so yeah, so that was your pick, I believe. Uh, yes. Uh, I, want, I want to talk about a stupid one. Yeah, <laughs> so, go ahead. Cause I, found, I found a couple more um, while searching. So... Our favorite game, Star Trek, Starfleet, uh, Ship Creator. I got it right here. I was going to mention two. it too. Yeah, it's a pile of dog. It's it's interesting to combine the different parts together into a no, ship, it's but then not, you have to though. go on stupid little missions. It's, it's and... not though. It, it's like Photoshop. It's like, hey, let's see. I know, but. <laughs> I mean, I bought this, and look, it's a Starship Ship Creator. Don't dream it, build it. That sounds incredible. So my mm-hmm. in my thing, I was thinking, okay, cool, they're gonna let us modify any part and then go on missions and it'll be the ultimate game. And it's not. It's Photoshop, it's Photoshop putting pieces together. Yes, mm. some cool new pieces, sure. Doesn't win it though. And then on a static screen, there's like dots and you say, we are warping to this dot. This mission is happening there. Via text. Mm-hmm. Waiting, mm-hmm. waiting, waiting. And now they're going back. And that was the entire game. And it was, and big pick a crew, which made no difference. And you could rename them, which made no difference. And just awful. Absolutely yeah. awful. Nothing about it was fun. Nothing. Yeah, it was fun for it. about two or three minutes for me. Yeah, okay. Two or three minutes. And then it's like, ugh, now I'm done. But uh, actually, that just reminded me of something else. Um, I got to go back to the judgment rights for one second. Okay. Uh, in the Deluxe Collector's Edition, the 25th anniversary one, there was a second CD-ROM where you put it in. You could explore the TOS bridge. You go to each station. Oh, cool. You'd walk around the bridge, Ooh, and it was that's a good, really that's good. A good jumping off point. Captain's chair. Yes, I have that also. That is a great game. <laughs> yes, yes. But anyway, uh, just want to finish up what I was saying. Yeah, sorry. The bridge. Uh, it was the best graphics that you'd ever seen at the time of the TOS bridge. It still holds up, actually. I just need to find my disc. It's somewhere. I don't even know if it would still install on this thing, but. Um, that sucks, by the way. When you upgrade your operating system, you should be able to play anything older. Well, anything. I mean, you're saying, yes, PC made in 2015, play a game from 1997, I mean, or, you know, 1993. I mean, it's like, games have radically, radically changed. Everything know, but, about the, everything about everything is different. All I know, hardware, but you should be able to play it still, because the old machines could play it. This is 20 times better. You should yeah, be able yeah, but to no, it's different. It's, and it's not just because it's better. Everything is different. All the internals, all the software lines... The ability to render pixels is different. I mean, it's all different. Yes, I, it's I, annoying. It is annoying. It is annoying. That would have been the, one of the most obvious things. Is let or just have just have a Windows ninety five emulator like built in. Yeah, like that would be perfect. I mean, how small would that operating fake operating system be? Like hundred. Exactly. Megs? I mean, that would be perfect. I know there's MS DOS, which works really well, um, but still. But anyway, let's get back to Captain's Chair for a minute. Let's just which touch on that. Which is a lot of fun. That I spent a lot of time on, which is weird because you just sort of go around and things. It's basically, basically, if you haven't played it, played it. It's just pictures of the bridge, yeah. real set pictures. They look great, and you click to different stations, and it sort of zooms you there. And it's basically just a picture that you then move the camera around. But you can press buttons. You can uh, see some special recorded uh, video clips with some of the actors, which is great, and hear some uh, voice logs as well, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you get a real sense of the of the bridges, bridges, land locations, and things, but you can't walk around. It's not very interactive, um, and the 
quality. I've, I tried to open it. I tried to play it the other day, and the resolution is actually very low. So actually, if you think about the quality of the pictures, they're only compared to then. Now they would look like absolute, you know, awful. Um, so it's sort of relative. But at the time, it was amazing to be able to see the sets. Not a super fun game, as you said, but it definitely for it's people a, like us, it's very it's a window. It's just a window, really. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was very interesting, though. Yeah. Like I've got all this stuff somewhere. I just oh no 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 don't it make it fair. It could play Pong. There was a Pong mini game inside it. I think there was one or two mini games. There was a memory game also. Yeah, so there was a couple game. of games <laughs> to play. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. All right. What is your next pick? My next pick is something that I don't think was available for the PC. Could have been. Uh, but Star Trek Shattered Universe. Oh, yes. Oh, damn it. I have that one. I have it for the PS2. Oh. Awesome game. Okay, we're going to cut because we're going to get mine. And cut. And we're back. I've got it. I have my own little sticker. I actually keep this one out specifically because it's Xbox 360 compatible. Really? I got uh, Mine's PS2, so... Now, a funny thing, I, as you were looking for that, which nobody knew about because you cut it, it's like magic, you had it, I looked, Ooh. I opened mine up, and this fell out. I remember how difficult yeah, this game was. Yeah, I have a thing as well in it. And it's got the cheat codes. All ships, invincibility, Ooh, all great. medals and ranks, Kobayashi Maru difficulty setting. Uh, so I use the invincibility a lot to actually play through the campaign. Because the campaign, the cutscenes, and the story are awesome. You get to fight the ultimate computer, you get to fight a doomsday machine, mm -hmm. you get to go to the mirror, well, you're in the mirror universe, obviously. But I mean... It's, but it's so difficult, the game. If you don't have invincibility mode, the chances of you completing the game, I think, are zero. Yeah, I have, I have one mission walkthrough because apparently that was difficult. Yeah, no, it was it was, <clears throat> it was was Captain Sulu. It was a Captain Sulu story we should have got. And it was incredible. And Chekhov, evil Chekhov, yeah. which was great. Yeah. I mean, you got more Sulu in this than you almost got in, in the entire show. Um, and like I say, a full Mirror Universe story taken seriously, but having fun, references uh, everywhere. Very odd the fact you'd play a fighter, but it makes sense because it's Mirror Universe and they actually use fighters. Yeah, and they have um, the four different races or the four different fighters. And yeah, there's a Burrell ish as a fighter, which is interesting. Um, but yeah, sure. But really um, fun. Uh, the cutscenes oh, are amazing. There are six fighters. There's two more there. Oh, yeah, the alien ones. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. The Romulans. Oh, Romulan Shrike. Mm -hmm. Orion Corsair. Mm -hmm. Imperial Phantom. Klingon Bird of Prey. Imperial Spectre. And Imperial Wraith. So three Federation fighters mm -hmm. and then. Klingon, Romulan, and Orion. Mm. But yeah, to, to actually see the four Constitution class ships mm. that you have to fight, mm -hmm. I mean, it was I was in heaven because I loved it. The graphics were really good on this. Yeah, they the were cuts, really good. The cutscenes are kind of eh oh, for graphics-wise. They're but... blocky, but I thought they were really good. Well, they were great for the time, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and I played it a few years ago. It's a fun game. I don't think it's available for the PC, though. So No, it, it's not. But what was just amazing was just to be a fly, because you're never a fighter. That's so rare. Especially fly around a Connie, fly around a well, Excelsior for the most part. I mean, that's that's mm -hmm. awesome. And then you get to fight Chekhov in the Enterprise and all these things. And it's just it's just really different. Um, and like I say, very difficult. I never completed it. I've... I wonder too, now that you said that, how many people in the comments are going to say, Captain Foley, what are the cheat codes for invisibility or invincibility? Yeah. Hey, Google, you... my oh. friend, Google. No, I'll actually read them right now, real quick. So you guys all know. And Samuel's like, oh, Jesus. Invincibility. Press L1, circle, L1, R1, triangle two times, circle, and then select at the bridge screen. So you I don't do all think, that at the bridge screen. I don't think that'd work for Xbox, I'm just saying. Probably not. No. But it does work for the PS2, so if you're interested, I also have all the other... And Xbox had better graphics, because Xbox had better graphics at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, really fun game. 
Although I do remember a lot of missions, you just have to sort of fly between points in open space. And they're yeah. not fast craft, so that there was some very long, boring bits. But there were some really amazing bits. But yeah, can't say enough good things, um, and I wanted to play it again just for the fun of it. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to pick a game that is available for the PC. Oh. Uh, it's the, the new Star Trek JJ game. Okay. I have it for my PS3. Okay. I played the entire game. Oh, wow. Uh, the gameplay uh, and is actually better than the movie, and that tells you a lot because people absolutely hated this game. Um, <laughs> the graphics are pretty good. There's a lot of glitchy parts to it. That is the one thing I hear about the game is it's full of glitch. Yeah. Glitches. But it is kind of fun. I don't. I didn't actually mind it too much. The worst, like, the good thing about it is it made me appreciate the JJ universe a little bit more because you actually get to roam around the ship. You get to uh, see the real engine room, the way the engine room should look, mm. and it looks amazing. Uh, the Gorns are cool to fight, and uh, you get to see Captain Kirk's quarters, things like that. And so it's, it actually made me appreciate the JJ verse more. I actually enjoyed playing the game more than I enjoyed watching the movies. Wow, that and says I something. Did, I did play the game all the way to the end just to see the uh, like the whole storyline because it was supposed to fit in between the yeah. first movie and the second movie. Yeah, it came out just before Into Darkness to try and bridge the gap, as it were. Yeah, and like it's similar to the uh, IDW comics because those are actually readable <laughs> and they're pretty good, uh, unlike the movies. I mean, I basically I don't mind... if not directed by JJ, it's better. Well, you still got the ugly ass Enterprise, but yeah. Some of the some of the comic stories are pretty good. I haven't, I don't read them. Don't get me wrong. The only ones I actually have of those are the ones where Q gets involved. Mm -hmm. Q is there for like four episodes. I have yeah, all I've those. heard reviews of those. They sound pretty fun. Yeah, but I've read uh, synopses and seen pages and stuff from other. Uh, but we're getting off topic now. But anyway, this was an interesting game. It's worth playing if you're a JJ fan. If you can get by, by the glitches and stuff. But so. I'm sure they've been fixed more since release, just because of the time uh, since release. And I, Possibly, yeah. I hear the story is pretty decent. I hear the story's the best part with Vulcans and whatnot. Yeah, it's not bad. As a team player, you can be you can play as like, which is worth doing because AI is awful. But yeah. you know, I had Sylvia playing Spock because she liked Spock, so nice. it was interesting to nice. help each other out and interact and stuff, which was fun. Cool. So. Well, radical pick, but I'll, I like it. Anyway, so the next one I'm going to mention is uh, available for the 360 and uh, the PC, which is Star Trek Legacy. This is the PC version. I have the 360 version upstairs. This is actually the reason that I bought a, uh, <laughs> Xbox 360 was because this game came out. Halo. One word, Halo. But okay. Well, I didn't want to make Bill Gates any richer than he already was, so I was boycotting Microsoft for their gaming system. And then this came out, and I'm like, I need that gaming system. So I got that and the game at the same time. Yeah, this was a heavy hit of a PC at the time. This, this took a pretty... I mean, these graphics on PC were beautiful at the time. This was... You know, like A star stuff, really, really, really nice. These these are the best Starship models out there, sort of thing. So yeah, I've played the entire game on the Xbox 360 because the playing it with a, a controller is a lot easier. Yes. And I I bought it for the computer, never installed it, never played it on the computer, but I want to because there's all the mods for it. I've only played on PC. The controls are awful on PC. They hit up. I hear it's more buggy on Xbox, but easier to control on Xbox. Yeah. Um. Just one second, though. I got to jump in real quick. PS2 has a version of it called Star Trek Encounters, well, which I also have. Separate game, but yeah, it's a spin-off, as it's, it were. It's basically the same game, just with worse graphics. Well, the story, the, the story is different. 
It's slightly different, yes. Yes. And the, but it has all the captain's voicing again, mm. which is cool. But the gameplay is interesting on this one. Yeah, it's very different. Yeah, it is. And being the fan I am, I have I have them all. I've played this one all the way through. I've played Legacy all the way through. Yeah, I remember it's because the, the Legacy actually pushed the graphical power of the Xbox and PC yeah. pretty strong. PS2 couldn't do that. They said, let's make a smaller version because uh, obviously all the captains don't want to lose our mass markets. They did that. But yeah, I played most of that campaign. I, I, I played it very on release and they all, all held the bugs and just bad um, user interface. And also my PC couldn't run it very well. So for me, it's not a very fun game because the space combat is very lackluster. I mean, Bridge Commander is the ultimate space combat, in my opinion. Legacy is a very, very poor replacement. You know, while the graphics are beautiful, and the story is interesting, sort of. <laughs> and the choice of ships is cool. Um, yeah, um, the funnest part of this game was I cheated and gave myself a uh, a galaxy class from the en in the Enterprise era, so I was able to start with a galaxy class. I was able to have an overpowered ship for the first like half of the game, so I could blow through enemies, so I could just enjoy it. But then, yeah. as soon as it became TNG era, I was oh damn even match again um but yeah the, the it's great to hear all the captains again seriously that was that was amazing you could tell william shatner's a, the older william shatner that's fine it's fine and to oh. see them actually you know find the first klingon bird of prey was cool the genuine article the very first klingon bird of prey the first enhanced cloaking device from the klingons yeah. with the klingon bird of prey as seen in star trek legacy in a klingon space station captained and stolen by kirk from the klingons who designed and developed it from Kronos and the design community of the Klingon High Council to be the next by Klingon... Klingon by a Klingon designer and constructed by Klingon yes. personnel and it's definitely a Klingon, With Klingon ship. toilets and Klingon soap. It was never a Romulan ship never at all. Romulan. I know I get I get where you're going with that. This is just an ongoing thing Legacy. here, guys. <laughs> that's that's even more information to prove. Anyway, so yeah, interesting game. I like some of the like odd side cannon ships. Uh, I mean, sorry as well, the back of the box you've got an interesting sort of TOS style. Uh, mm. Dreadnought stuff. That's cool side ships. Although, like I said, the mods really do open up and give you more ships because you could always do with more. Uh, but yeah, I never really liked the instant action. It just wasn't. Although warping in between systems or in between the same system was kind of fun, you only had very limited weapons. You didn't really have that much control and, and say, oh, yes, I'm going to change power between weapons, shields, and I didn't really do much. This actually gave you the ability to control all the power output properly, and it's just, you know. It was... every, now, every now and then, every now and then, I'll throw it in the Xbox on the big three my big 60 inch 3d tv right. i'll actually convert it to 3d mode it's, it didn't have a 3d mode but my samsung does a great job of converting 2d to 3d mm -hmm. and i'll play this game and the 3d actually works really well for it every now and then if i just get this inkling for a quick starship battle and i don't yeah. want to load up the computer or whatever i'll throw yeah. it in because the consoles are better for that mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. like i said with the little with the controller it's just it's it's actually kind of fun to play yeah uh, load up some TOS ships against whatever, and I just have fun. So yeah. But yeah, but I think that takes us on to the last one on my, you know, pile. Bridge Commander, which I teased a minute ago. Bridge Commander, my favorite Star Trek game, I think, in terms of full gameage. And while the vanilla game is not the best ever, with mods, mm. it becomes the best ever because it, you can get any ship, any era, any bridge, any time period. You know, you can you can do source separation, multi-vector. You can do uh, the torpedo from Star Trek Six. You can t you know do targets. You can walk between zones. You can go through a wormhole. You can do battle. It's incredible. It, it is so versatile once they modded it. Um, and I, just, I just love the premise. You know, you are like lots of the other games. You are in the bridge on the bridge 
in a captain's chair, but you can fully look around, you can fully talk to all your people, and I like the crew, they're a fun crew actually, they've got some personality to them. Or you can go outside the ship and do space combat, you've got both versions, and even in the bridge you can say, you know, attack and defend and do, you can control it as a captain, which I love, as well as, as a ship combat. And the story is pretty interesting, and the fact that halfway through you go from a galaxy to a sovereign is really nice, Yeah. Um, and who you fight, and, it's just, and the space combat I think is perfect, basically perfect. Yeah. Um, so yeah yeah one of my favorite games too uh like i, I that's another one i played all the way through to the end of the campaign the really enjoyed it yeah. and then i met you and you introduced me to some of the mods Hi. for it which you helped me install which is awesome because i have no clue what i'm doing <laughs> but uh yeah definitely i want to try a lot of those mods i just haven't had a chance it's still installed on my computer mm -hmm. and uh it's definitely the to be able to see your ship uh, outside and while you're attacking somebody, I mean it's amazing. Plus, you can go in, you can see any bridge like you with the mods, mm -hmm. uh, which is one of my favorite things about all these games is the fact that not all of them, but like captain's chair, you get to see what the bridge is like. That's kind of my meat and potatoes for Star Trek. I and love then the tech. With, and then with the mods, you get to walk around the bridges as well, which is always fun. You can theoretically do the entire battle from any command station, although to control it's a bit annoying. But you could change perspectives i've actually done an entire battle um <laughs> so you know how I imagine the view screen's pretty big so imagine the the enterprise d i've walked up to the view screen and i looked at it like that and it's like trying to do a combat <laughs> zone like that it's not <laughs> doesn't work so well doesn't work i so can well. just imagine yeah yeah um oh, but definitely a good game and with the mods you can it's just limitless what you can do yeah amazing game if you haven't played it do and it still works windows 7 fine some little glitches, uh, but again, the Kobayashi Maru mod, because it gets it 1080p HD, makes it much more stable. Um, nice. It does crash after every instant action, but you can do one full battle. You can add ships, but you can't restart. It does crash. But yeah, it plays fine, plays great. And now with better computers, you can really OP it a little bit. Like you can, I remember when I first got it, I, only, I think six ships in any given battle was almost too many because they're all fine torpedoes. And, because I love it, you could tell when the, when the game slows down because, you know, ships come in, you'll fire like eight torpedoes each. They, the computer has to render those. Then it comes in five fires phases. So it's like, okay, it's, uh, computer's running fine. Oh, slowing down, slowing down, slowing down. All the torpedoes hit and suddenly it runs fine. Um, but now it's more like 20 ships and it's not a problem. Yeah, yeah, cool. But yeah, really fun game. Cool. Well, I'm going to quickly mention two things. Um, Do, yes. There are two games that really, they, they're what ifs. The first one is called Secret of the Secret of Vulcan Fury. Mm -hmm. All the cutscenes were basically done for it. All the voice acting was done. You had Leonard Nimoy as his last role as McCoy. You had James Nimoy. As, oh, oh, I meant Leonard uh, DeForest Kelly. Sorry, I'm thinking Leonard McCoy because it's DeForest okay. Kelly's last. Uh, I think it was his last go as McCoy uh, for the mm -hmm. voice acting. You had Shatner, you had Spock, you had everybody, and they had all the cutscenes oh, done. That's where the cutscenes. Wow, those graphics are cool. Yeah, the graphics looked amazing. This game looked incredible. You can, if you haven't looked it up, go on to Google and look up "Secret of the Vulcan Fury." You'll see the cutscenes. This is the stuff that we were ready for. This is a Romulan TOS, like talking about the Romulans in TOS. Um, so, it was a game that was almost completely finished. I think it was by Interplay actually before mm -hmm, they yep. went out of business, and it never got finished. And I would love to see this game finished. So that's the first one. You need to check, look wow. it up. It's it's what could have been. It was really the the motion of the like they show early renders of uh, Spock and Kirk talking, mm -hmm. and it looks incredible. The graphics. Yeah, wow, but that's pretty cool. The other one I need to mention really quick was not that long ago. It was called Star Trek Infinite Space. Yes, I I had signed up as a beta tester and 
it just never went anywhere. It was like a super enhanced version of Armada 2 almost. It was what it looked like. Uh, I think it was... Yeah, probably, yeah. Yeah, it was, kind of, it was a simulation. Game. Yeah. Another one to check out. Infinite Space. Look it up. Yeah, that was that was cancelled, I know. Uh, but it's it's the, the what could have been. Like, if these business companies hadn't gone out of business, that Secret of All Confury looked so good. There's so many uh, cutscenes and videos you can watch on that that it's you're going to really regret hearing about it if you haven't already because it... Anyway, you get to see the characters in their TOS glory again, so it's it's worth checking out. But Stuart, there's one game we've missed out on purpose. I we're, know. We're over an hour in and we haven't talked about it. Star, Star Trek Online. Online. Now, we'll mention... What do you got there? Is that like... Uh, it's the second tier collector's edition. So you might have got the third tier. I just got it's just the collector's edition. Doesn't say I got. Oh, when's the UK version? Like I said, it's got. I got it, the uh, pin. Yeah, like I say, I think you got the third tier. And I also got. Oh, I also got the art of Star Trek Online book. I would like to see that. That's cool. Oh, you'll like this page, Daniel. Yeah. All the weapons. Yeah, I just All got. Wow, nice. Yeah, we should scan me some of those. Yeah, I got uh exclusively designed Star Trek Online t-shirt, five postcards, a Deep Space Nine in-game uniform set, which is I use for a lot of it because it's a good uniform, yeah. map of the universe, which is now inaccurate because they've updated it. I guess it's six years later or whatever. But... Yeah, I, yeah. Got the, I got the Constitution class ship before it was available to anyone else. Yep. I got extra character slots. I got a few extra goodies. I can't remember what. Yeah, I got some of the digital stuff. I also got some of these custom. guest passes. This is back when you had to pay for the game. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I guess passes yeah. and stuff as well. Yes, this is a really big game, as you can imagine, and it's changed and evolved a lot over the last um, uh, five years. So, mm -hmm. nearly six years. So, we're going to do a possibly another podcast, another discussion on it, because it deserves that. Um, you know, there's so many missions, so many characters, so many parts to it. Do have a brief little discussion now to end off, end off the podcast. It's been a long podcast, but we've gone through a lot of, uh, lot of games, and, but this is the most modern, yeah. prime time, prime time, prime universe. Um, so I mean, yeah. we're gonna do a full episode on this game. I think mm -hmm. uh, we're gonna talk about our characters, our ships. Yeah, because I have uh, three Federation characters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, all of our experiences with the game is, mm -hmm. you know, just lots of cool stuff. So look forward to that soon. Yes. But one thing I gotta say is, I, I'm sure I've got a bunch of other stuff that I probably didn't find in my rummaging. <laughs> yeah. uh, other games, other cool little things from Star Trek uh, yep. computer related like we forgot Star Trek Borg we did that. great game great game great interactive game I've watched the entire movie amazing yeah John but there's, been a, there's, there's been a lot of stuff so if anything we missed mention it in the comments below tell us about your experiences with yep. Star Trek gaming ask you know if you have any questions for us got maybe. a long history of Star Trek gaming I think we all do it's a, it's a, it's a well mined portal for Star Trek fans and we've been pretty lucky I think with the quality of games we've got over the more it's, the more the uh, late 90s I think but uh some of the recent ones were pretty pretty damn good so yeah it's very hit and miss and I find now that we have Star Trek online I don't know if the developers aren't just they just aren't, just aren't trying I'm well there's that new mobile game um which I'm actually a tester on uh, theoretically I've signed up for what's it called uh oh um Timelines, Star Trek Timelines. Yes. Which yes, is yes. cool and I look forward to playing it. I saw them at uh, Star Trek Destination, Star Trek London last year. Mm -hmm. And they're really friendly, really nice. Um, 
they didn't have much to show, but now they've shown a lot of the gameplay. It looks interesting. It looks one of those very replayable story style ones where you just keep having more content, where, but you still get a feel of the Star Trek story. And the fact that you can play alternate different characters, different universes, um, it looks like a lot of fun. And I like that you're playing a simple Star Trek game, but has a lot of depth in terms of changing people and changing things. So you can mm. just go on and play for 10 minutes like, hey, I went to SETI Alpha 2. <laughs> and I, you know, did this, 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 and this with Locutus and uh, yeah. a Targ, I don't know, whatever. They have random things. Um, that'd be fun. Um, another one that's worth mentioning while we're just talking about it is Star Trek Trexels for the iPad. Uh, if you if you like old retro 8-bit mm. kind of stuff, it is actually pretty fun. Mm. Um, me and Sylvia play it quite a bit. She plays it more than I do. I enjoy it. Uh, it might not be up everybody's alley, but that's okay. You can buy different... Uh, packs for uniforms and you can get enterprise d or original connie and you can build your build your ship basically put the rooms where they're supposed to go so it's kind of fun i've done a video review on it like forever ago on my channel mm -hmm. i've watched um, it well yeah that was a long time ago before any, they updated anything so i really need okay. a new one i think <laughs> but yeah, uh, I've, I've heard not great things about it honestly yeah, there's there's a lot of people that find it boring or not interesting, but if well, you know, if you're into that kind of retro eight bit thing, I think it's fun to at least check out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's another it's another thing you can play, which is always good. Yeah, but yeah, I think that is it for a, a long episode of the Trek Yard podcast. Uh, I hope you learned some interesting things. We've certainly discussed a lot of topics. Um, and... It's been a stroll down memory lane. Yes, it's like. <laughs> 20 years of, of interesting things. Well, no, more than that, because uh, Judgment Rise was my birthday, so 22 years of, of fun things. And hopefully hopefully, more Trek games to come. And we can talk about mods another day, fully go in depth, because there's some amazing mods out there, uh, more in detail, because it's a whole other thing, and they really give extra life to old games. So, yeah, we hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Hope you enjoyed the other podcasts. Uh, a Star Trek one for you this time, which is cool. If you like this podcast, let us know. If you want more podcasts, let us know. And of course, if you enjoy all of our new content, Fleet Arts came out this week or last week or this this last seven days. Hope you liked X-Wing. Uh, some great episodes coming up. Some great episodes have gone. But obviously, if you want all this new content, you know, Top 10s, the Fleet Yards, all this jazz, we need more fan support because it takes so much time. We enjoy doing it, but we want to make this more of a full-time thing. But we need you guys' help. So go over to Patreon. Give us anything you can because even a dollar a month, mounts up and if all of you do that we'll be laughing um mm -hmm. so if you can please do because we're here to make content for you and the more we can get the more we can do and that's good for everyone so yeah, yeah. any last thoughts just... no that was, that was what i was going to say go ahead on over to trekyards.com and click the donate button for one-time donation too. or visit patreon type in trekyards and if you can support us that way that'd be awesome too perfect well until next time guys until next week for the next trekyards podcast have a great week see you guys bye everybody Play on.